happy Monday, everybody. Happy day. It's a fresh start of the week. How was your weekend? How was your Saturday? Your Sunday? Did you take a day of rest? Um, how was the weather where you were at? Weather has a big factor into um, a lot of things, too. I know for me it can. I think it was gray cloudy on Saturday. At one point in time, my daughter was like, the sun is finally coming out. And I'm like, uh, no, not today it isn't. Let's see you guys. Let's recap the weekend, Saturday. Um, guys, I've been working on putting together this new show. Um, to be able to stream and be able to talk to people at the same time. It's a process to put it all together. Um, but it will come together. I thought about doing something yesterday. I had my oldest son over and he's quite smart in his conversation. He's taken a psychology class as well. So oftentimes we get talking about some stuff that's like, it's pretty cool. And he's into music. He's an amazing rapper. He's fast. He's so fast and smooth. Quite talented with music, writing music. He wrote, he was um, on the piano here just making tunes just off of his head. It was quite cool. So I look forward to doing something with him. Um, Saturday was a busy day because Sunday my youngest it was his birthday i can actually take that down um he turned 12. i can't believe it my youngest son is 12 you guys you know i always tell my children about the day they were born you know, not just not just when they were born, the entire day. Because some somewhere deep inside of me, I knew early on in the day that something was going on. And, um, you know, with my oldest, I was induced. But with my two younger children, they were naturally induced um i naturally went into labor but with vincent i knew with bailey i knew i was able to create a peaceful day just waiting for the moment to go into the hospital but for me i didn't know how to enjoy the pregnancy I don't know why we're going to talk about this, but we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about, I don't know why, because, you know, it was just my son's birthday. I never did enjoy my pregnancies. I wasn't around people that made it enjoyable. Um, their father and his family always smoked in the home. It drove me f mad. And they never respected that rule. They just did it in front of me, and they didn't care. They didn't care there was children in the home they didn't care it was disgusting it drove me crazy there was so many fights in the home over that one particular thing it just drove me mad 
So I was already miserable. There was always drinking, always smoking weed, always, always toxicity within the home. So my pregnancies were not enjoyable. You know, they were enjoyable on the inside. I found that inner happiness on the inside. I would go shopping at the secondhand store. You know, I was always doing something. I was always gone. Like Christine was gone. Christine was never home, never around that. She couldn't stand it. I was always doing something. Garage sailing. Loved a garage sale. It was a way to get away. Oh, I loved it. But I struggled being happy in my pregnancy. But I didn't have anybody involved in my pregnancy either. I was literally alone by myself trying to be healthy trying to exercise eat healthy you know going to the doctor's appointments I never had anybody go with me never their father went to one and that was my oldest son's very first doctor's appointment and he was there for his oldest son's birth and that was it that was the only time he ever got involved ever so I was never happy pregnant but that moment when I knew they were coming into this world because I was always reading reading books even by Vincent I didn't care that I read the book 20 times I read it again and again and again but that moment when they come into this world and you know the doctor hand you your child that has just come out of your body and I'm gonna cry it is the most beautiful moment a mother can experience I remember looking at each one of my children and I would, I stared at them for hours after they were born. And Brendan, when he was born, you know, he had his father there and the doctors and it was an, I was induced. So there was a lot of activity going on. He was a bigger than, he was a pound bigger than they had assumed. <laughs> so he was quite a large child. But Bailey and Vincent, I got to be alone most of the night. And I just got to hold them. It's, I mean, they're just little, you guys. And I just got to hold them and touch them and just stare at them. They came out of me. And it changed my life each and every time. Vincent, especially. I knew when he was born. I was just so grateful to have him. And now I, I look back because right before 
I got pregnant with Vincent, I was going to have my tubes tied. I didn't want any more children, or so I thought. Um, I was in a relationship where the father was never there. Like, why would we have more children in this world? I had it scheduled. I was getting ready to go to Mina to do it, and he freaked out on me. He said, how could I schedule that behind his back? And I hadn't. I told him about it. I don't know what the heck. My hair's like super frizzy today. I don't know what the deal is. Sorry. So he, and when I say he flipped out, you guys, I'm talking, I was with men who berated me in my face. Like screaming, following me around the house, belittling me, not just nicely either, in my face screaming like I was nothing. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, you're never around. You're always at the bar. I always have to go chase you down. So I backed down. And I know now I was supposed to. Because see, Vincent was meant to be born. And I knew it the moment I held him. I was so grateful. And then you know, I'm looking at him yesterday. You guys, I'm I'm hard on my youngest son. I want his clothes folded nice, his room clean. Don't wipe your food hands on your pants. The poor kid, you know, like I want him to ha I want him to have all these good manners and skills before he leaves home. I don't want him to grow up thinking those things are okay, so I'm really hard on him. But I looked at him yesterday and I can't imagine my life without him. There's been rough times in my life where I didn't think I was gonna make it. I cried watching my children sleep thinking I was going to fail as a mother. I was going to lose everything. And and what would happen? Well, guess what? All of my worst nightmares came true. I, I turned into an alcoholic. Um, lost my kids twice. Lost everything twice. Turned into my mother. Obtained behaviors like my stepfather. It became my worst nightmare. And I lost everything twice including my children but you know what it doesn't matter because I got it back because I kept trying and I look at my children and I can't imagine if I would have not had them I would walk through the hell I've lived through to have my children and the life I have right now. I wouldn't change anything. I watched all three of my children yesterday and I'm telling you, it was a moment. I feel really emotional right now, you guys. I don't know what the deal is. Last night I went to bed and 
I was negative emotional. Like, I don't know what it was. I was just really down in myself. I didn't like how I felt. I don't like myself right now. I don't know what it is. I'm really negative on the inside. I'm trying to keep it all in. So my children really don't know what's going on on the inside. But today I feel really emotional. And I'm just thinking about my children, like life without them. Seeing my children together. And it's happening more, happening more and more frequently. My oldest son coming over. He wants to come over again this week. I mean, my oldest son is playing music I grew up on. And all the kids are sitting here singing along to it. And they're growing up. So for anybody, whoever sits there and thinks that your children were a mistake, or tell your children that, or I know people who have had abortions, We'll talk about it. I guess we're going to talk about it. I don't know why it's coming up into my mind. I watched some videos about it. I don't believe in abortion. I I believe there's a time and a place when a mother and baby are at jeopardy and you have to make a tough call. That's real. My father once said I would never have the salt to have an abortion and he was correct. And I realized that by putting my dog down, I could never, ever take a life coming into this world. Because once that baby is conceived within you, it's starting to grow and anything that grows is a life. It's a life. It depends on you to grow in the beginning stages just like a baby depends on you to feed it in the beginning that fetus that baby depends on you in the womb to survive there was a girl who made a post her name is Jessica I don't know if she'll ever watch this. She wrote an inspiring thing about having her son at 15. The world told her that this baby would destroy her life. And guess what? 15 years later or so, how old's her kid? I can't remember. She had a picture of him and she goes, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I cried when I saw that post. She's actually one of the people that I asked to be on the new show and talk about her story. Those things are inspiring. I know women who have encouraged other women to have abortions, but they themselves didn't have children. I remember it at work. This girl was like, you just need to have an abortion. That baby will destroy your life and you have no idea. You don't even have kids. You don't even know. Why would you put that idea in her head? So for any of you listening, any of you who knows anybody going through it, any of you having children coming of age, because I think about my children. 
My son's 16, my daughter's 14, my youngest is 12. They're getting older. There's going to be a time when life starts happening. Life is happening. How am I going to handle it? I watched a documentary about an 18-year-old girl who grew up with parents that had the highest expectation of their children, right? Be school leaders, be leaders of the community. They went to church every Sunday. Be straight-A students. This girl at 18 got pregnant. I watched this on Friday. She had her baby in the bathroom while her parents and her brother were sleeping down the hall. Nobody heard anything at 18. She buried that baby in the backyards because she was too scared to tell her parents and let them down. I know I know a man who told a girl who was pregnant, if you have this baby, I will never recognize it. I will never accept it. You'll be raising that child on your own. That girl turned around and had an abortion because she loved that man. imagine I can't imagine because I look at my children now and I look at them sitting around the table let me tell you you guys we've been through some stuff children have been through some stuff life has been hard I can't imagine not having that moment I had yesterday videotaping my children and watching them sing to songs I grew up on. So I want to share that with you. And know in the worst, worst moments of your life are where you have to persevere through because later on they'll be the best moments. Somewhere God is using that to speak to me. Because I don't know why I'm going through some stuff internally. I don't know what happened. Yesterday, I just, something happened inside of me. I mean, it was like two separate things. Part of me was participating in the birthday party and just enjoying the moment. And there was another part of me just not very, something's wrong. Something's, I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I'm sure. Who knows? But I don't like how it feels. I want to tell you guys. Children change your world. And for the better. They bring love naturally. They do. Children are naturally loving. What a beautiful thing. So I'm glad I got to share that. And I also shared my emotions. I don't know what's going on, you guys. I really don't know. You know, outside of here, though, I will paint that poker face like I'm super, super happy. And everything's okay. 
but inside just, I don't know what it is. I feel inadequate. I feel there's things that I'm just not accepting about myself. I do know that. I mean, there's some things that are bothering me internally. They're making me feel inadequate. Not as a mother, more just as a person. They're bothering me. I'm trying not to get caught up in the emotions. So it's Monday, you guys. It's a new week. I have no idea what this week is going to hold. To be honest, it's it's up it's up for grabs. Um, I don't even know. I'm just rolling with it because half the time I think what I know what I'm going to do is exactly opposite of what I'm actually going to do. So today is Monday. Um, we'll see if I actually get to show a episode done for that new show. I don't know what I want to do first. I think I'm stuck on that too. So you guys, we left off in Genesis. It was chapter 26. The Lord went to Isaac and said, Isaac, don't go to Egypt. I'm going to take you to the land where you belong because there was a famine. Ablamech, the king of Ablamech. You remember Abraham did what, or it was Isaac did what his father Abraham did. He went to the king Ablamech, told him that his wife Rebekah was his sister. Well, the king of Ablamech saw them in a very intimate moment and goes that's that's obviously your wife are you trying to put shame on us and asked him to leave um or what it, that's not he didn't ask him to leave he ordered the men not to touch his wife he said it's all right if you stay but then isaac began to prosper and it made the king feel insecure and very jealous because Isaac was growing very large. So they then they asked them to leave. And so Isaac traveled digging well after well and people kept telling him this is our well. And finally he came to a well where nobody quarreled with him. And the king of Ablamech came to him and said, obviously you've been touched by God because of how prosperous prosperous you are we would like to make a covenant with you that you shall not hurt us that we will you know have this bond we will be kind to one another um, because we see you are blessed by God you are a man of God and so they made the covenant and um, Isaac decided to name that well Sheba uh, as for in the name of the town Beersheba um Ooh, don't want to read ahead. And in the end, I got to write down how to pronounce this guy's name, Jacob's brother. 
I can say the King Ablamek, but I can't remember this guy's name. Um, Esau. Esau. my Bible I can write whatever I want in it boom so Esau so at the end of this after they made the covenant and they named the well Esau took two wives from the Heidi tribe which was a more ego driven tribe um, which kind of blended in with Esau's ego as well Esau was an ego driven man um, you know, he was powerful, he liked that. And so it caused a lot of issues for Rebecca and Isaac. And in fact, it does state in verse, what was the last verse of 26? In verse 35 of chapter 26, it says, and there were and they were a grief of mine to Isaac and Rebekah. That was the two wives of Esau. And I believe it because they, people like that tend to be overbearing. They want their power known. They want to be like that with people. Oh my goodness, you guys. Sorry. I don't know what it is about. Like, so fuzzy in my hair today. So... They were very ego-driven people like that tend to be overbearing because they're compensating for a lack of that peacefulness and gentleness that you find by being close to God. So they fill it by trying to be powerful and control the things on the outside. So Esau and his wives were probably very overbearing, trying to be very dominant. Um, and pe people of God are very much the opposite. We don't crave that ego-driven power we don't crave that we're very gentle in the heart um i know because i've seen the difference i've seen the difference in women who are i've been ego-driven and now i'm not i'm god-driven i've seen men that are ego-driven and i also know a few men that are god-driven um i know a man who doesn't even go to church but he's still he is, he's God-driven. He's very tender in the heart. And so you don't have to go to church to be that way either. Just know that. So you guys, we're going to start at chapter 27. Are we going to start at chapter 27? I've only been doing this for 30 minutes. I suppose. We'll start at chapter 27. Uh now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, and he answered, Here I am. Then he said, Behold, now I am old, but I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons and your quiver and your bow and go to the field and hunt game for me and make me a savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. 
Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt game and bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food for me. I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Now go to the flock and bring from me their two choice kids of goats. I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father, and he may eat it, that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah his mother, Look, Esau my brother is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall be seen to be a deceiver to him. I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. Okay, you guys, so let me specify here. Rebecca heard that Isaac wanted to bless his older son. Go make me, go kill some game, make me some food that I like, and I will bless you. Um, Rebecca heard this and wanted Jacob to be blessed. And she planned to deceive Isaac by making food herself and sending Jacob in with the food. But Jacob was telling her, listen, my brother's a hairy man. My father, even though he may not see, is going to feel that I am not Esau. Esau. He's going to feel that it's me. He's going to know, Mom. Okay, let's see what Rebecca says. But his mother said to him, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go get them for me. Um, because a lie is a sin. You know, that's where that curse from comes from. If you lie, it's a sin and it forever bears on you. You'll have to bear that. But it makes me wonder, did Esau and Jacob ever, ever tell his father about the covenant they made about the birthright? It never states that. You never hear that because really Jacob should have got the blessing all along because now he was receiving the blessing that was giving up the birthright. Esau gave it up. So I just want to throw that in there. Like, did that whole, did that whole agreement get swept under the rug and never told to their father? Because truly then Jacob should have been the one getting blessed by Isaac on his deathbed. That should have been Jacob's place because Esau made that covenant with him for wanting food. And I don't ever hear of them ever telling their father. So let's continue. And he went and got them, which means the, the two um, kids of the goats, the two baby goats. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother and his mother made savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were in her house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. Then she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hand and the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she prepared, into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit, and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near me, that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. 
So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him, and he said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Ah, see, Isaac was a very, very smart man. Then he said, "You Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He lied. He said, Bring it near me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, because see, he smelled the smell of his clothing, which with the clothes of Esau. Okay. You know, Rebecca was smart too. Okay. Now here comes the blessing. Surely the smell of my son, like the smell of the field, which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you the dew of the heaven, the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you. Let nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Now it happened as soon as Isaac had finished his blessing to Jacob, that Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, and Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also made savory food and bought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to him, Who are you? So he said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who? Where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him, and you indeed he shall, and indeed he shall be blessed. When Esau heard these words of his father, he cried with exceedingly great and bitter cry, and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, He is not rightly named Jacob. For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright, and now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? He didn't take away, here's the thing, Esau, he didn't take away your birthright. You chose. Let's keep that straight. You chose to make a covenant because you were starving to give away your birthright. So technically, you should have stepped down and allowed Jacob to have this firstborn blessing. But you wanted to be greedy and ego-driven, and you wanted it all. And look what happened. God made things work to where you didn't get anything. And that's what really happened. And that's the truth. Because God would have never allowed these things to happen if it wasn't in his will. Because Esau was ego-driven, money-driven, power-driven, and because he was over here denying Jacob his rights, God made sure Jacob got what belonged to him anyway. See how God works? See how beautiful it works? Even though Jacob did lie, yes, Jacob got what was rightly his, made in a covenant between him and his brother. So Esau, you should have just let Jacob have it from the get-go. That's why he got blessed anyway. God will allow what is true to happen. I know. He does with me. And the things that aren't true, he gets rid of. This is good and good.
Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master and all his brethren. I have given him as servants with grain and wine. I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted his voice and wept. And Isaac his father answered to him and said, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth, the dew of the heaven from above. But your short sword shall live, and you shall serve your brother. It shall come to pass when you become restless, and you shall break his yoke from your neck. Meaning, he will get tired of the chains that bind him to his brother. And he will find a way to break it. He will find a way to break that curse. You guys, won't I won't, I won't, I won't spoil it. But I know when. So I'm going to come back. And I will recall that particular blessing when he does break that. Later on it does happen. But I will come back when that does happen. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing of which his father blessed him. And Esau said to his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand, and I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice, arise, fleeing to your brother Laban, Flee to my brother Laban in Haran. You guys remember Laban? He was also ego-driven, money, greedy. But he was family. And stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth like these, who are the daughters of the land? What goods will my life be to me? And that is the end of chapter 27. But the very end of it, you guys, what she was saying in her heart, she was really thinking about why she was sending Jacob to where she came from, to her brother Laban, okay? Um to the lands where she came from because she couldn't stand to think of Jacob marrying women just like Esau married. Like they were causing her so much grief of who they were. Women like that are daunting in your life. They are draining. Ego-driven women constantly need, need, need. Why I know because I remember feeling that way. I was in constant need of being validated and I found ways to validate myself. So women like this, ego-driven, power-driven, they're in constant need. Many of them take it on the next level. They need things. They need several men, you know, money, power. Like, it's not enough. Like, I can imagine how mad this would have driven Rebecca. Like, to have selfish gain women, and that's what it was. Esau chose women who were in it for selfish gain. And in the end... They ended up getting nothing. They chose a man for selfish gain. 
because that's the style of women they were. He chose them for selfish gain, and in the end, they got nothing. That is exactly what God intended because it ended up teaching them a lesson, you guys. God will teach you the lessons you need to know, whether you like it or not. He will. That's probably why I lost everything twice in my life. I couldn't learn it the first time, so the second time around, he, he really nailed it to me. He did. I lost everything. Everything. I had to start brand, brand new. And it's funny how, you know, many may not take that away from the Bible, but everything that happens is God-ordained. God allows those things to happen for a reason. See, Esau made that covenant with Jacob that Jacob should receive all the blessings of being the firstborn that comes with the birthright. Then Esau turns around and, and wants to without regard of making that covenant you know isaac goes i want to bless you what does esau do he's just like of course i would have your blessing i will accept it he doesn't make any mention of well father i made this covenant with jacob so truly he deserves that blessing because i made that agreement it was binding if you guys recall it was a binding covenant in the eyes of god Esau didn't care about that. He wanted it all regardless. He was going to have his cake and eat it too. Well, guess what? God didn't allow it to happen. Jacob ended up getting what Esau made an agreement with anyway, whether Esau liked it or not. And see now, out of Esau's choices, he became angry and resentful towards Jacob wanting to kill him even though that was the agreement all along you chose that and now you're upset many of us are like this today we don't like our life right now but we chose it we chose we made the choices to have the life we have and now you want to be upset now you want to be angry and you want to you want to ask the question why are these things happening to me? I'm thinking. I had to stop because I'm thinking. I have to think about why I'm so upset inside. Why I'm so feeling like what I feel like insecurity I'm just trying to figure it out and how I figure it out is every time I read one of these stories I've noticed that God uses it to show me what I'm dealing with and how to get out of it he shows me truth of what I'm going through through the stories I read so right now as I'm reading that I'm thinking well I'm really really upset at myself I don't like how I feel I feel insecure. I feel something inside. And I don't like it. And it's making me it's making me want to just not be around people. I just I want to go back to old behavior and I want to push people away. 
That's what I'm feeling right now. Like I want to push certain people away. Get out of my life. Get away from me. I don't know why. Even though they haven't done anything wrong. But it's something in me and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm just being honest with how I feel. Right or wrong, that's just how I feel. But that's my old behavior sparking up. That old self-defense mechanism to push people away to protect myself because I don't understand what's going on. So since I don't understand, I fear it. And since I fear it, I want to push everything away from me until I figure it out. And that's not the right way to handle things. God's like, you just need to communicate. Sometimes it's hard to communicate. It really is. Sometimes I'd rather not communicate. And having some weird dreams too I don't know why yesterday was a really weird dream last night I dreamed of my children being younger my dog was in the dream I dreamed of being in an old house I was abused in the bathroom the kitchen there was a middle room Specifically, I remember the details in the dream. I hated that house. It's gone now. Thank God. Burned down, down to the ground. Nothing rebuilt onto it, just flat land. I hate that house. I don't know why I'm dreaming of it. There's a funeral procession that drove through the property and hearses were parking in the driveway. I don't understand it. I don't know why I'm remembering this dream in detail. I have no idea. Maybe all my worst fears are coming out, you guys. So, recap. Children are a blessing, you guys. Whether you think so in the moment or not, every child born has a purpose. They truly do. I don't regret my children. Not one minute. For anybody who's ever been on those those border lines, just know coming from me, all the things that I've been through, I'd do it all over again to have my children. If that's what it would take, I would do it all over again. I can't imagine my life without them. And chapter 27, you know, was the blessing. Esau, you know, fails to tell his father he made a covenant with Jacob over the birthright. So Isaac's going to bless Esau until God, I think God intervened with this one truly. You know, because Rebecca was a lady of God. I don't think she would have purposely been deceitful to God like that. She did it because she was called to do it. So since Esau neglected to inform his father that Jacob had the right to the birthrights and the, the blessing, God made it happen 
where Jacob got it anyway. And then Esau gets upset and wants to kill him, but it's in his own fault. So Rebecca ends up telling Jacob, you need to just leave and go live with my brother, Laban. And she is hoping that Jacob finds a wife that, there from her people. Um, somebody that is not ego-driven because she can't stand the wives that her older, her older son has. So, you guys, it's Monday. Challenge of the day, challenge of the day, challenge of the day. I just can't think. Set a goal. Set a small goal that you want to achieve. And you guys, just when I say that, something will pop into your mind. Something you want to achieve by Sunday. Set that goal right there. You may achieve it earlier. But set a goal that you want to achieve by Sunday, a small goal. Start practicing setting goals. If you achieve it earlier, congratulations. That's great. Set another one. But I, I want to like challenge you to that. Set a goal. When you start setting goals, um, you're starting to grow and become a better person. You know, I'm constantly challenging myself, whether I like it or not. Challenge yourself. Whatever it is that comes to your mind, that's what you're supposed to do, truly. Um, your heart will lead you if you allow it. So you guys, it's Monday. I've got to work today. We'll see how this week goes. It's a new week. My challenge this week is to do one episode of this new show. That is my challenge. I don't know how I'll do it. I don't know when. I just know that's my challenge of this week. So I'm going to share it. You know, so that you guys know that I'm challenging myself too. Um, it's not going to be easy, but I got to do it. I've got to do at least one. I've got to. I got to just jump in, no matter what. So you guys, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Monday. You have your challenge, and God bless.